Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we are going to recap the week of May 24th to May 29th. And as always, people that are new to the show, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Andrew Redman. He would be on the Mount Rushmore of Clark University as a player. I would also put him on the Mount Rushmore of Hempstead High School Baseball. And he's currently the pitching coach and assistant coach at Clark University under Dan Spain. Introducing a new co-host... One that I hope will come back and continue to do this. He was a senior prep, also played for Rickardsville, and is a TH sports writer in Danny Miller. So Andrew Redman and Danny Miller, thank you for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and this weekly recap. Going to give some weekly congratulations before we get into next week. Want to shout out and give a congratulations to the Cascade Reds and Bryce Simon and company for winning the preseason semi-pro tournament. The Bellevue tournament is currently going on now. If you're looking for some solid baseball, head on out to Bellevue and check out a great game on that beautiful riverfront out there. Nice work by our local colleges. All three colleges finish out strong. Look for the all Dubuque team, Key City College Edition version. I'm recording it shortly, coming out soon. Also, congratulations to our area preps that are playing at the next level. We have quite a few kids currently playing for the Clinton Lumber Kings. TJ Deardorff, Jacob Kerman got the win the other night. Casey Perrineau is throwing on Monday. And Kyle Lehman, so best of luck to those guys. Also, the Kirkwood Eagles currently playing in the JUCO World Series. Lots of Dubuque preps. Many of those guys have all agreed to be interviewed for the podcast for interview episodes, which we'll be putting out after our coverage of the high school season. And want to give a huge shout out to our friends across the river, the East Dubuque Warriors, Brandon Tashner and company. They finished their regular season by winning the conference championship. It is the first conference championship in 16 years, dating back to 2005 when I had a whole hell of a lot more hair. Now, let's turn it over to our co-host. Coach Redman is always going to be the one to speak first. Coach uh, Danny Miller will also follow up with that. So, Red and Danny... This past week, did either of you attend any high school baseball games? If you did, what games did you attend, and what were some things that you pulled from watching those games? Go ahead, Red. Yeah, I was up at the Hempstead versus, I believe it was Davenport North game. Saw you up there, Nick. 
Uh, I was up there for first part of the first game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's the Hempstead team is going to be really strong again this year. Uh, the Davenport North team had a pretty good arm going, and they struggled early, but uh, they figured it out. So I'm excited to see those guys play all year. Didn't catch any Waller or senior games or WD games, so I'm looking forward to catching those guys this year. Maybe I'll see you at a couple the upcoming week. We have a big week coming up here. How about you, Danny Miller, TH sports writer? I know it's track and I know it's softball and I know you don't get to pick or else you would pick baseball all day, every day. But did you have an opportunity to see any baseball games last week? No, unfortunately, haven't been to a, a prep prep game yet. Um, I'm hoping hoping those assignments come my way very shortly. But uh, yeah, I've kind of been paying attention a little bit to the to the season so far, and, and yeah, it looks like an an exciting start for, Danny for all. Is, Danny yeah. is low man on the totem pole with the th, and he's also low man on the totem pole at the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. That's why he's <laughs> getting second billing today. I actually went yeah. to two games. I was also at the Davenport-Hempstead game with uh, Coach Redmond there. A couple things that I noticed is Brock Booth, he looked tough, changing speeds, had a strong hammer. I had a couple college coaches uh, contact me about him after posting that post-game interview with him. One thing that I I saw that um, really impressed me was the Hempstead defense was flawless. Um, I didn't even see a juggle on the infield. Michael Garrett tracked the ball down in the outfield that I thought was uh, over his head. George Sherlock made a great play blocking a baseball and gunning down a runner at second base. So Hempstead defense looks flawless. I also, on Saturday, my son was taking a nap and Wallert was playing Monticello at 11. So I went over and I checked out Wallert Catholic Golden Eagles against Monticello. And some things that I pulled from that game is... uh, Savory, Aaron Savory, throws a lot harder than I expected. He's got great tail on his ball and um, had quite a hammer as well. His hammer was sickening from behind home plate. The four teams that I noticed that I watched, and this is um, traditionally common in baseball at all levels, whether it's Little League, high school, college, professional is the pitchers right now are are ahead of the hitters. I saw a lot of great pitching performances. We mentioned Brock Booth. We mentioned Savory. We, um, Davenport North guy, Red said was tough. The Monticello pitcher, I I didn't catch his name because they're out of our area, but he held Waller to two hits, took a tough loss to them, um, two to one. But let's get to the games of the week. Danny, I hope you get some of these assignments. I'd like to connect with you there, but Game of the week, Tuesday and Wednesday, we have the home-and-home series, Hempstead versus Wallert. We did an Instagram vote. Go ahead and follow Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And the Instagram question was, which team is a better chance of earning a sweep? Instagram only gives me two two selections. They don't give me three. 78% said Hempstead has the better chance of sweeping. 22% says Wallert Catholic High School has a better chance of sweeping. Did that same poll on Twitter at Coach Manaman. 44% predicted a Hempstead sweep. 39% predicted a split. And 17% Uh, predicted a Wallert Catholic 
High School sweep. Now I'm going to give my outlook on the games here, but first I'm going to turn it over to my guest because I am a gentleman. I still open doors for my wife and I turn it over and let my guest go first. So Coach Redman, what would be your game outlooks? What are you maybe thinking that those games might look like? Who are you thinking might have some have some good games? Who might be that diamond in the rough that steps up to get that big hit in the bottom of the seventh? Yeah, I mean, kind of like you alluded to, uh, pitching is is dominant early in the year. So with Wallard, I see Savory. I see uh, Walter probably given two really good performances. Um, and then on the Hempstead side, I'm not sure what he's looking at, but probably Logan Rundy. Um, and the way Booth looked, I would imagine they go with him. So I would imagine low-scoring games. Um, can't really make a prediction on either one, but... Uh, yeah, it's probably going to come down to who makes you know the critical error or who gets the big hit. So, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to those games this week as I'll be in Missouri. I'm doing some recruiting down there, but yeah, I, I can imagine those will be good games. Danny Miller from the TH, hoping you get one of those assignments. What uh, what do you think the outlooks for the game might be? Yeah, I think uh, you know from from everything I've been following so far this year, and and um, another really impressive performance. Uh, yesterday is uh, Savory from Wallard. I mean, he, he he sounds like he's just something special on the mound. So you have to you have to assume he's going to get one of those games. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup against the the Hempstead lineup. And uh, you know, Hempstead seems to have some uh, firepower in their order. So it, it's going to be an interesting dynamic between between uh, Savory against their lineups. But you gotta you gotta expect that's going to be a a fun game to watch right there. I am glad you guys are agreeing with me because I got a message this last week that I no longer coach because I don't know anything about baseball. So uh, we got two professionals here who write about baseball, who coach baseball. So, uh, you know, my outlook on the game, we're going to talk about a different game of the week in Western Dubuque and Senior coming up is a little bit different than this one. I was... I was hoping we were going to get to see the Savory against Logan Rundy matchup on Tuesday. Unfortunately, I think Savory um, is probably going to be pushed to Wednesday because he threw on Saturday. So I think we're looking at Jared Walter against Logan Rundy, which is also uh, another strong matchup. And then many people have commented or reached out to me wanting to know who is that second Hempstead starter you could make an argument for Brock Booth who had a great start last week Lane Wells had a great start last week I would say one of the best liveliest arms in Dubuque that nobody talks about is Zach Sabres I think he's a candidate maybe to get that start in game two as well I know last year he was used predominantly out of the bullpen I know he's Coach Rapp talked about it in his season preview. Go back, listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet. But um, Coach Rapp talked about he might be the closer of the team. He uh, took the last inning last week against Davenport. But I'll be curious to see. And then I'm thinking you'll probably see Savory in game two. Um, it would be my projection, but I'm thinking also red, low scoring games. Now we're going to go out to Farley Park for Western Dubuque versus Senior on Tuesday. Same poll on Instagram, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. The Bobcat sweep was predicted at 54%. 46% of the people predicted a Ram sweep on Twitter at Coach Manaman. 54% 
predicted a Bobcat sweep, 36% predicted a split, and 10% of the population in that vote predicted a Ram sweep. Red, same questions. What's your outlook for senior versus Western Dubuque out at beautiful Farley Park? Yeah, I think uh, there might be a little bit more offense than there's going to be between Hempstead and, and Waller, uh, just for the fact that I don't think those two teams have quite the pitching that uh, those other two teams do. So, you know, I anticipate the way that senior swing in the bat right now, uh, they'll probably put up five-plus runs each game against those guys. Uh, WD, I don't know quite as much about, but they got some firepower, man, you know, leading with Sawyer Norman. So I think just, you know, more offense uh, might be a little bit more exciting. Um, you know, as a fan, if you're not a, not as big into a pitcher's duel. So see what happens out there this week. What are your thoughts, Danny Miller, TH sports writer? Yeah, I um, kind of agree with Red there. You know, I think uh, the Rams earlier this week in a doubleheader against Clinton, I think they put up, was it maybe 24 runs in a sweep against Clinton? So they got some guys that can swing it. So I think there's going to be some offense in that game. And, you know, with Western Dubuque, they – they're always so fundamentally sound. They just play the game the right way. So I, I think that's going to be a good matchup. I think that's going to be a really – that'd be a fun That'd be a fun couple games to be at. That is going to be a fun one to watch. I am going to predict the opposite of the Wallert and Hempstead game, and I think this is going to be uh, – you're going to see some football scores. I'm thinking you might see one team win a game 9-6. to six. We're going to be in a field goal kicking competition. I think you might see one game uh, – 21 to 14. I'm thinking the projected pitching starters. I'm thinking Tucker Nauman is definitely going to go a game. Um, he's an up and comer for them. And I also think that you might see Kobe Meyer, who got the opening day start for the Rams. Game two, they might go with Gavin Guns. I'm not sure who else they're going to go with. Western Dubuque game two might go with Riker Stottlemyre. They also have JT Goodman, younger brother of Sam. So I'm going to be curious to see how that uh, Bobcat team shapes out this year. That was the last group of kids that I coached when I was out at Western Dubuque. A lot of great kids, a lot of great talent. You guys up for a game? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. We're, we're going to play a fun game. It's going to be called Under Over. And Red and Danny were not tipped off with any of these questions. I'm going to say a number on teams, and then we're going to touch upon some individual players. And I'm going to say a number, and I'm going to say a stat. Tell me whether you think that team will finish under or over the projected stat. First one, we're going to go with the East Dubuque Warriors. Playoff wins. They need five playoff wins in Illinois to make it to the state tournament. Red, under, over, East Dubuque, are they going to have more or less than five wins? Oh, putting me on the spot. I will say, oh, I will say under. I think it's really, really, really difficult to get to the state tournament, no matter what level or what state you're at. I wish them the best of luck. If they if they do it, I hope they send something to me and say, ha ha, you know, <laughs> we got five or more. So, but yeah, I'm going to go with under. Same question, Danny Miller. Do you see East Dubuque getting more than five playoff wins to make it to the state tournament? You know, if if, uh, if, if you presented that question to me a few weeks ago, I would 
for for sure would have gone under. But I tell you, Coach Tasher's got got his kids playing playing well right now, really well. They're peaking at the right time. So you know, let's go over. That's and yeah, they're they're playing they're playing really well right now. Red and Danny, I got way too much hate mail last week, so I'm going to take the over on every single one of them so uh, I can go a week or two without getting messages on how awful of a person I am. So I'm going to take the over. East Dubuque makes it to the state tournament. I'm going to say they win the state tournament. All right, let's go to my notes again. Hempstead, 37 wins on the season, under or over. Why that number 37 is so significant that is the number of wins that is currently the school record of a team that I was on the coaching staff for. Will Hempstead break the wins record this year? Red under over 37 wins. Oh, man. God, you know, a lot of it comes down to if they get all their games in, too. You know, that's that's kind of part of the equation. But Let's assume they play all their games, conference, non-conference, playoff state tournament. I say over. I think this is a team that can do it. All right. Danny? That's a good number. I I think they have a chance to be right there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go slightly under, though. I think 37, 37 might be just a, a bit high, but I, I, I think they're right there. You know, last year's team, I think, had a had a great opportunity to do it. I'm, I know I said I was going to take the over on every single one of them, but then I lose all credibility. I'm going to take the under. And the reason why I'm going to take the under is 40-game season, 37 wins is an awful lot. You have to have everything go right. And, and it, a lot of it doesn't even come down to what's on the field. You have to play all of your games. You can't have any rainouts. They're dealing with possibly maybe a COVID game that gets canceled if a team has a has a has a positive COVID test. I don't know what the protocols are this year. And you just have to have a lot of things go right. We had every single thing that season go right, except for our game in the state tournament leading into the state uh, championship game where every hard ball was hit right at somebody and every single um, duck snort they had um, found some, found some gr- uh, green grass. Let's go to senior, under over 20 wins. Red? Oh, I am going to go with over 20 wins. I think offensively, if they can keep producing, they'll put themselves in position to win football, score-like games. Uh, I'll go over 20. Danny, 20 wins for senior, under yeah. over. Yeah, I think, I think, I think senior is going to get over that 20 wins. I, um, they, they got the offensive firepower to do it. Um, the wild card is going to be – their pitching staff can their can their pitching staff hold up, you know, to to hold the opponents down a little bit. But I, yeah, I I think they have enough offensive firepower to to go over twenty wins. I'm going to take the over on that as well. Wallert Catholic High School, twenty five wins, under or over red. Over for sure. I think the pitching staff's going to hold teams down offensively. They're going to do enough. Coach Tish is going to. Going to coach him up and do what it takes to win. So over twenty five. Danny Miller. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think uh, they got the staff that that that's going to keep them in every game. And uh, I know I know Coach Tish is a little frustrated with the offense so far, but I think I think he's going to get those guys swinging the bats here real soon. So I'll, I'll, I'll go over twenty five. 
I will also take the over on that. Now we're going to go to our four smaller schools that we covered this year for the first time. Bellevue Comets, 20 wins, under over red. Oh, I will go just over 20 wins for those guys. 20 or 21 wins. Uh, yeah, I think they'll put some good games together and, and break that mark. What do you think, Danny? Bellevue Comets, under over 20 wins. Yeah, I think I think they'll go over twenty. I think they'll be right around that mark. I think um, you know Bellevue's a good baseball town, so they, they're gonna they're gonna win some games over there. How about Cascade? That rich tradition, twenty five wins. Can Coach Roman Hummel get the Cougars over twenty five wins? Red. Oh, over twenty five wins. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say over. Yeah, I'm going to say that they're going to win more than 25. I know there's they've got some good players over there. Eli Green's a really good player. He's going to Southeastern uh, Community College next year. Uh, you know, he'll win a lot of games on the mound and offensively. So, yeah, I'll go over 25 for that squad. They also do have Jack Carr, who did not give up an earned run last year as well, and some firepower on the offensive end. I'm going over as well. Danny Miller, what about Cascade? 25 yeah, wins. I, I, I think I'll go over as well. I think uh, – they're kind of looking for a little little bit of a bounce back year, um, and they're going to be hungry in Cascade as well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on that one. Beckman, 25 wins under over, currently ranked third in 2A. Red, do you think Beckman will earn more than 25 wins? Yeah, I think so. I don't know much about the team, but being ranked third in 2A, I mean, that. They must have some guys and some good returners, so I'll go with the over on those guys. Sounds like you need to go back and listen to their season preview, Red. Thanks for doing that. What about Danny Miller? What do you think? Beckman, 25, under, over. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on that one. I think, uh, yeah, rank, what, rank number three, you said. I mean, I, I, I think they're definitely going to be over the 25, 25 wins for sure. How about Bellevue Marquette head coach Jake Oglesby? Do you think he can rally that group for 20 wins this year? Red? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, I, I know that a few guys on that team, uh, the Templeton kids, um, and I think Coach Oglesby will be motivated this first year to get those guys rolling and uh, get some wins under their belt. So I'll go with, I'll go with the slide over, 21-22. And to correct you, his second season, he was the head coach last year as well. Go ahead, oh, Danny. yeah. You're right. Thoughts on Bellevue Marquette? Under over 20 wins. Was it 20 or 25? I had them for 20. and for I just, 20? I just split the 40-game season mm-hmm. in half. Yeah, you know, I, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about the Bellevue Marquette squad, but um, – you know, having having covered that school in some different different sports, it seems like they they always have a star athlete somewhere in every one of their sports. So I, I, I I'm assuming they they have one of those two in baseball, and that and that's going to carry them over that 20 win mark. Now, I did want to recognize some players in the under and over, but I think I'm going to shelve that until next week. I have some players, and I pulled some stats for them, and we'll project some unders and overs for them, but. I do want to try to keep this between 15 and 30 minutes. So 
Bold predictions. Do any of you guys have any bold predictions for this upcoming season, whether it would be a team prediction or a city prediction, or is it um, maybe a player prediction? Red, any bold predictions for this year? Yeah, I think we have uh, two teams that go to state. I think Hempstead and Waller both go to state this year. I think led by Waller's led by the pitching, and they'll do just enough offensively to take care of it. And I, you know, Hempstead will do a little bit of both. They'll throw the ball well and they'll hit it. So that's my prediction for uh, the upcoming season here. You stole one of mine. I was going to say that as well. That I think we will have two teams from the area playing in the state tournament. Danny Miller from the TH, what are some of your bold predictions for this year? I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here as a, as a senior guy, but um, just a kid that you've had on, on the podcast a couple of times, and, and, and I've actually never interviewed, interviewed him myself yet, but always been really impressed with him, um, is, is Cole Smith from, from senior. I think, uh, I think he's going to hover right around that, that 500 mark for the entire season, I think he's going to have a, an MVP caliber season. I, and I think by the end of the year, he's going to, he's going to hit over 500. And I think, I know he doesn't hit for a ton of power, but I think we're going to see him hit for the cycle at some point. All right. So Cole Smith with the cycle, and he was actually going, going to be one of our player under overs of a batting average of 500. Cause last year he hit 525. You know, I have some bold predictions here. Um, they both go around uh, Wallert Catholic High School. Uh, my prediction is I think Jake Broges is going to go ahead and beat Riley McCarron's stolen base record. Riley McCarron uh, has the school record for stolen bases at 48. And did I say Logan? I meant Jake Broges. I think Jake Broges beats that. Logan Broges plays for Western Dubuque. And then also, another bold prediction. If you've ever seen the baseball movie The Scout, there is a scene where Brendan Frazier flies in this helicopter, gets delivered to Yankee Stadium, and delivers this pitching performance. I think we are going to see Tommy Specht suit up come playoff time. I know he's set a timetable for when... He's going to leave and go do um, some of his travel stuff, and we wish him well. But I think Coach Tish is going to keep him on that playoff roster. I think Tommy's going to get flown in. He's going to show up right when his name gets announced, and he's going to have a Roy Hobbs natural-type moment where he hits a home run, shattering the lights to win the game. Natural, great movie. If you haven't seen The Scout, don't watch it. It's terrible. All right. Let's uh I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. Get into our dude of the week and our pitchers of the week. And I want to preface this by saying that I do want to thank the coaches, the players, the parents, the announcers, the umpires. Those are all of the people that I got dude of the week nominations from. And I appreciate that. I want to tell everybody um, how I do this because I did get some messages and I did get some mail that um, I only pick people based on the number of retweets and shares that I get on social media and only select kids who um, who share the stuff the most, which is 100% totally false. 
Um, I went to Varsity Bound. I went to the conference page and I looked at who were some of the league leaders. And then I looked at their their numbers for the conference. Um, Week one is easier because they're all week one stats. It'll get a little bit more harder once I actually have to go through and and decipher them. Um, And then also uh, some people said that if you didn't play in the state tournament last year, that you should not be up for an award, which I think of Andre Dawson won the MVP award for a last place team. I think of Mike Trout has won the MVP multiple times for a team that has never made the playoffs. And the MLB is changing the rules so they can get him to the playoffs, and he still doesn't make it. And the New York Mets and DeGrom, he won the Cy Young two years in a row for a team that that did not make the playoffs. To quote Casey Bryant, he said that he does all of his decisions based on data, so nothing is personal. I base everything that we do based on stats. Nothing is personal. Nobody's getting awards based on if I have a friendship with their parent. Nobody's getting an award if I if I had them on in, in the classroom. Sometimes there are tough decisions. And when I do have a tough decision and there's multiple people, I have, you know, some people that are very close to me that know a lot about baseball and I'll send them off the stats and I won't include the name. Many of them are outside of the Dubuque area and say, who would you select? And whoever they give me the most of, um, that's that's usually who I go with. But the goal of this podcast has and has always been to promote everything Dubuque baseball in a positive way. The programs, the players, the indoor facilities, the, the travel teams, and um, I think we've done a pretty good job at that. And I, I think we've been fair. Uh, we've never have trashed a team. We've never trashed a player. We've never trashed a program. Um, we're not going to do that. And if anybody ever does that, they'll have that edited out and it will never it will never hit the airwaves. So that's where we're coming from. And this was a joint decision. The three of us actually agreed. A lot of great candidates. Uh, Zach Sabres is hitting over 800. Sawyer Nauman's hitting, I'm sorry, they're both hitting 800. Sawyer Nauman also has six RBIs. Quincy Tischer was up for due to the week, the five-year-old bat boy. He had a heck of a game on uh, on Saturday for Waller Catholic. Ben Gorley leads the division and the conference in home runs and RBIs. But when we looked at the numbers, um, we're going with Alex Revel. He is an outfielder from senior. And last year he was 10, I'm sorry, last week he was 10 for 15 with a batting average of 667. He had an on-base percentage of 722. His slugging percentage was 1.133. He had two doubles, a triple, a home run with 17 total bases. Also had eight RBIs. Those guys mentioned did have great weeks. Some other guys mentioned did have some great weeks. He just played more games, and and I think that was the downfall of, of some of those other guys that didn't get it. But all of them are great players, and we have some great things going on in the city. Coach Redman, you said that you used to coach Alex Revel at Dusty Rogers Baseball. Anything to add about his game and his week that he had? Yeah, it just looks like he's putting it all together. Uh, he, he always had the tools, and, um, you know, I, I know he struggled the last couple of years, but I'm excited for him. He's putting things together. 
Um, and on another note, you know, those other guys that were up for nomination, I, I anticipate those guys to be a player of the week going forward. I mean, Zach Sabres will be a player of the week at some point. Sorry, Norman probably will be a player of the week at some point. So um, just put, keep playing good ball, fellas. Um, keep helping your teams win. Keep sending me those submissions. I appreciate them. Danny Miller from the TH Sports Feed. Anything about Alex or should we head on to the pitcher of the week? Oh, I, I think uh... – just that it's nice to see some of these uh, some of these these guys surface this year. Um, Alex is not a guy that I, I remember a whole lot from last year, but wow, what, what a what a week he had! And you know he had uh, he had a grand slam in that uh, in that sweep against Clinton. So I mean, obviously he's a kid that can swing it and and seems to be doing big things for the Rams this year. And and just to echo what Red said too, I think you know Sabers and Nauman, absolutely they're going to be. They're going to be nominated for for dude of the week, probably multiple times throughout this year. So yeah, for sure they're gonna they're gonna get their their notice. The great thing is there's a lot of guys that did not make that preseason all Dubuque team that have already had great weeks right out of the bat. Now we go to the pitcher of the week and uh, Coach Redman and Danny Miller from the TH and I we uh, unanimously selected Aaron Savory from Wallert. Uh, here's what he did. He did have the benefit of two starts, but he leads the division and wins with two. Leads the division in strikeouts with 16. He has not yet walked or hit a batter. He's got an ERA of .78. Opponents are hitting .94 off him. Coach Redman, anything to add about Savory before we hit into that podcast killing double play? Really nothing to add. Stats speak for themselves. Good work, Aaron. Danny, anything to add about Savory? Yeah, just that, uh, you know, I haven't had the pleasure yet of seeing him uh, in person this year, but talking to a couple of the guys that that have, he uh, he definitely passes the eyeball test. I'm ta- talking to some of the guys at, at work. It sounds like he's he's absolutely the real deal. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see see what what kind of numbers he puts up on the mound this year. Thanks guys for joining me. Thanks everybody for listening. Weather is looking great for this next week. Go on out and catch some great high school baseball. Best of luck to all of the teams. Six four three. We're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.